from NFL quarterback to Hollywood to the mayor's office. And now, behind the mic at KXEX, this is the Alan Autry Show, No Retreat. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. What the hell's going on out here? Everybody grab it out there. Nobody that the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Today, I consider myself the luckiest man on the face of the earth. I'm not fearing any man. My eyes have seen the glory of the Talk in town. Talk radio 1550 KXEX. Call Alan now. 559-899-1550. And welcome to Alan Autry No Retreat. I'm old Alan Autry and I'm so honored and humbled to have you here with me today. I know I say that every show, but I feel that every show. It's just a joy and honor to be here to share this hour with you. Me show, Sue show. And uh, look forward to calling him. We're getting a lot of callers lately, and just don't be, don't hesitate. Your opinion matters just as much as anybody's, as much as mine, as much as uh, the president's, <laughs> to be honest with you. So uh, here's your chance. And uh, if you missed the show, go to the archives at KXEX 1550 Radio, and you'll be able uh, to listen to them, watch them later, and hear your own voice there. You know, that's something for your. Your kids, your grandkids can always look that look that up, so it's kind of nice here. Man, <clears throat> you know the old saying, excuse me, uh, you know how to make God laugh, tell him your plans. Well, I plan to start this show off with uh, the subject of the infrastructure bills uh, that's down the pike, this massive spending. And we'll get to it. I don't know if we get to it to this show. We might have to touch on it. Uh, but uh, I don't know if you heard what happened today in uh, in Congress because the generals, under oath, uh, amazing, remarkable, almost breathtaking testimony uh, about the decision to, to leave Afghanistan and what they told the president and what the president told us. But I am so honored to have with me today to discuss this issue, a couple more, and then get to his, you know, we can curse the darkness or turn on the light here in America. It seems like every time we turn around, there's something to complain about it. I get it. The border, uh, the, the inflation, uh, the, the this total woke movement to reshape and, and redo and destroy America and build it back better. How can you build back better than a country that's given more opportunity and access to more people, poor people in general, than in the history of all the other countries combined? Oh, yeah, let's build it back better. Let's improve on it. But it's already pretty dang good. And history has proven that out. But we're under attack, and I'm so happy to be able to corral my good buddy, Guillermo Marino. Guillermo, I tell you, welcome to this show. And you have uh, what's called the Guillermo 
uh, Merino Manifesto. That I you, do, I do. Yes, that you unveiled on your show. When was it? Uh, from four to six here in Kansas? Yeah, four to six. I think I unveiled it last Thursday. Yeah. I think is when I unveiled it. And yeah. People haven't stopped talking about it. Yeah, there. Yeah, it is everywhere. <laughs> You're in the eyesights of the woke movement, big time. But as Jack Hanna says, you move so fast. Trying to find you is like trying to find a short dog in tall grass. But we <laughs> we finally found you. That's another one I'm gonna write down. Yeah. I'm gonna write a book. I'm gonna I'm gonna write a book for you. And it'll be a small one, believe short me. Short dog in tall grass. Yeah, so it was uh well it's it is like, like Yogi Berra said one time. Oh, yeah. Yogi said he got hit in the head with a, a baseball or something. He said they took an X ray of his brain, and they couldn't find anything. <laughs> Yogiisms are better than myisms. Hey, listen, uh, let's we got to get right to this, folks, because uh, yesterday on my show, uh, took a little heat on that and a little uh, confusion from some folks who called me up afterwards, local folks that that listened to this show, that I felt compelled to go on record as saying that I feel that Joe Biden will not only make the first term, his first term, but even through the, to the midterms, two thousand twenty-two. And uh, I proceeded to explain why. And, you know, it was not just one thing. It's a cum- accumulation of things. And here's the bottom line. When the, the left is done using you, especially if you're a white, old white guy and Christian, and that's, that's a description of, of our president, uh, you're an anachronism. You're out of place. You don't belong in this woke movement at all. The only thing you serve is to be a tool for them to get this woke agenda as far down the the field as you can take them then we're they're they're done they're going to wrap you up throw you in the garbage pen of history and that's it but today guillermo uh i think was another example uh that the uh the woke is turning on him and it's just a matter of time before kamala harris i know you have a lot to say about that is our next president and i think there will be a full court press to get joe manchin to come on as vice president they'll need that equilibrium thing there uh, to to appease some of the more conservative members of the of the party. So remember this was said. But Guillermo today, under oath, uh, General McKenzie, General Milley, run the, the gun, and uh, the most amazing thing that's come out so far, uh, and not really surprising to you and I, uh, and, and many probably many others, but it was you know kept secret, it was not exposed, that Joe Biden basically lied to the people when he said he was not warned uh, 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 by his generals uh, to leave s- about 2,500 troops there, which was the number that has been there most time to keep the peace. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he said no one, no one told him that. And General uh, Frank McKenzie, under questioning by uh, Jim Imhoff, I believe, of, of Oklahoma, came right out and said it. He says, that is not true. We warned the president. Not only did I, but Scott Miller, who was head of the Afghanistan uh, force, uh, the force, the American forces there in Afghanistan up until July 2020, and McKenzie took over for him. Scott Miller, General Miller, warned him as well. What do you make of this? Because I think this is, uh, I know bombshell news is overused in the media. But I think this is bombshell. What, what, what do you think? You know, when I was, I, I listened to the testimony, I heard some of Tom Cotton. I heard uh, Maisie Hirono from Hawaii. And then I heard Elizabeth Warren from Massachusetts. And I, I felt, I had a lot of different feelings listening to it. At first I felt I, I was upset. I was mad. And then I said, okay, fine. I, I'll concede this. I'll concede that. I think the overall arching theme that 
that I think we we have to understand, and we all know this. I mean, Joe Biden lied to the American people. He said he nobody nobody told him that this was going to go south. There was no contingencies, and we all knew this. We we all had a an inkling that he lied, and he did. Now now the question is this: When have liberals been held accountable for their lies? And especially, I would say within the last gosh maybe two three years, uh, we're going to sit here. See, aha, we got you. You lied. A lot of us knew he lied. You know, now we have the. Gender- I did not have sex with that woman. <laughs> it, it, Excuse me, it, I just came out. I was trying to burp there. There you go. There, and then I'm telling you, it, it, the truth there. So he lied. We knew he lied. Today was confirmation. But I'm I'm going to look for more of the same. It, at, even though he lied, and and this, and the Democrat senators on the committee, they knew he lied. But they were covering, and they did some good cover for Biden. They, I mean, they brought in President Trump. And they and they got Trump in a way that I didn't think they could because I was like, no, they, Trump Trump's totally clean on this. They're like, whoa, 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 listen, listen, listen. They, Trump was actually the one that wanted to leave Afghanistan, and they started kind of planting the hey, listen, Joe Biden just kind of took over fourth quarter. You know, the the, the score was already set. You got two minutes. This was the position Joe Biden was placed in. So it, it yeah, he lied. But even sitting there, the Democrat senators did what they've been doing. Uh, this entire time and what the media does is they're going to cover for Joe and on our military hierarchy, Millie, uh, McKenzie, it was interesting. And I think at one point in time, it was Millie that said, listen, we're looking at this from the eyes of America. You know, we look at Afghanistan in the eyes of America and he alluded to, you know what? That's not what we should be doing. We should be looking at it in a very global sense. (laughs) And, and at that point in time, it reminded me, you know, you, you hear this wokeness and you hear this globalism in the media. You hear it in our educational institutions. Folks, it's in our military now. Absolutely. So the, the entire mind frame is, no, it's not about America. No, no, no. We, we, listen, we got we to gotta sit, sit down in a circle. We got to sing Kumbaya. We got to hold hands with France. We got to hold hands with China. They ain't going to hold hands with us. We got to hold hands with Iran. They won't even look at us. And it was this holistic, like, no, 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 listen, listen. We need to we need to hug the world and we need to come together. It's almost as if American exceptionalism with our top generals has gone out the window. It's we're living in a different time. And I can handle the wokeness. I can handle American culture. What I can't handle is the military sitting down saying, hey, listen, we need to look at this in in the worldly lens, not in the eyes of America. Like, no, this uh, this you are an American general. You you take care of our that we we even any that's. No, that's long winded. Uh, no, I it's a lot not. To get out. That's that's not long winded. It's it's very pertinent, which begs the question: Why? What happened to our military? How did this type of uh, ideology, which it is, it's a, uh, it's not even. That's worse than Marxism. As I said, even Marxists believed in borders. Yeah, it's this wokeism is all of the oppression that goes into being a Marxist, and then some. Uh, and, and then some insan- other insanity on top of that, uh, which is the world has really never seen. Uh, it's um, it, it just, but you look back, and that's what I tell folks. You know, I have a thirst for knowledge now. When I was in college, I majored in football. You know, I, you know, basket weaving. I can take that. It gets four <laughs> units, only two. Okay, I'll take it. Basket weaving and uh, the study of mind culture, whatever. I I wish that I would paid more attention. Now I just can't get enough of. That's one good thing about the internet. You can do your research and you go, could there be some reasons for this structurally? 
could if human nature, which human nature, folks, as those who are the Bible know, is basically, is innately, intrinsically flawed. We're, we're flawed human beings. I think most rational people would understand that. And that's fixed. That's never going to change. So the issues of, of, uh, of deceit, of lying, of wanting to get to all the stuff for you, to uh, use, step on whoever you have to to get to the top, that stuff is always out there in our human nature, and you need to constrain that. And you look into the history of the military. You know that after World War II, the generals there saw the ravages of war. They saw a situation where we got attacked at Pearl Harbor. They're coming after us, baby. You need any proof? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go to Hawaii. They're here. It's done. And then in Europe, here comes the little guy with the mustache trying to take over the world and had, didn't have set his sights on the United States of America. They knew that there was enemies of democracy and liberty out there, and they were on the move. Okay? After World War II, there was only 10 five-star generals okay, in the military. Up until 1960, since 1960 to now, there's now 45 four- and five-star generals. Hmm. What does that mean? Because that means when you go up the ladder, you get more money, you get more of a chance to write your book. When you're out of the military, You it becomes this game of climbing the ladder within the military-industrial complex. Oh, yeah, yeah. So you become political. That's what we see with Millie. That's what we see with Lloyd Austin, because is, is this politically poisoned uh, body in a uniform that's not supposed to be sitting there saying, I want to know about white rage. Yeah. Instead of, I want to know more about the Chinese, the Chinese uh, ability to attack us. Right? I, I think you hit it on the money with, with our military changing, and, and it is changing. And I firmly believe that when I was listening to their questioning, they have a point. And I, and I don't want anyone to forget it. When they were answering the questions, you know, everyone was like, well, did you give the president your opinion? Did you give him the opinion that you should have left troops there? Did you give him your opinion? And then at one point in time, I thought Millie, and I don't listen, I don't like the guy. I respect him because he's a military man. I respect everyone in uniform. Is but, he really a military man now? Go ahead. Well, I don't want to mention train of thought. Yeah, Go, but, ahead. Go and, ahead. And he said, listen, I do what the president instructs me to do. At the end of the day, I mean, you. at the end of the day, it's Joe Biden's fault. It's Joe, Joe Biden... Let's I I know they gave him the information like, look, Mr. President, you don't want to do this. How many times do you think that 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 conversation didn't occur behind closed doors? And Joe Biden said, nope, I'm going to do it. Or, or whoever's controlling him. Nope, we're going to do it. No, Mr. President. No. OK, no. He probably at one point said, no, we're going to do it. Your job is to tell me how to do it. And at that and, point and at that point in time and to cover for me. And, and, and well, yeah, I mean, that's yeah. <laughs> and, and that's what exactly. they and, and that's what they're doing. Well, you know, it's it's interesting, you know, you read further in this testimony. The guy with the real gripe, the guy, and I predicted it, I told my wife when he was forced to do it, and I'm talking about Frank McKenzie, General Frank uh -huh. McKenzie, when he was forced to go out, he was the one that said, well, you go break the news in America about these 13 soldiers mm -hmm. being killed. Not Lloyd Austin, not General Milley, not the president, McKenzie, the on-the-ground guy we're going to let you be the messenger of this bad news. And I'm looking at going, this doesn't even rise to the, the level of Lloyd Austin. This should be the Secretary of Defense breaking this news to us. 13 of our best being killed at the Abbey Gate. Not even Anthony Blinken should have. Uh, Millie, the chairman of the Joint Chief of Staff. No. 
Frank McKenzie, the guy that's on the ground there in Afghanistan, and I'm watching it, I'm saying, he is not liking this. He's the one, the face that people are going to see. Oh, yeah. That yeah. brought us the news. And I said, he's going to turn on it. This, at the moment, now I'm not saying he would go out and break the protocol. He's too much, obviously, a soldier to do yeah, that. Yeah. But under oath, and you knew this was coming with the Republicans, they're going to say, what happened? Why did you take the military out first, then the citizens, and it cost 13 American lives, 200 Afghan lives, and then thousands of Americans trapped there still today? Who who was behind this? Yeah. And he said, now, Millie averted the question. Yeah, I, I love what you just said. And you could say, you know, that's a good military man when he said this, when asked, what did you recommend to the president? And he said, I am not at liberty. I, I do not share my personal recommendations mm -hmm. to the president. Now, at that point, that's being a, a, a good soldier. But he feels totally open to call his counterpart in China and share all sorts of information <laughs> yes. a very good point, and personal yes. recommendations to the Chinese military guy to the point of saying, I'll let you know when this crazy man decides to attack. Yeah, He feels okay. So you get the duplicity there. But then McKenzie, <laughs> I love this. Uh, he's a sharp dude. A lot he sharper is. Than thought. He, he says, Better than the other ones. He says, I will not share. I got it written down here because I was brilliant. Uh, if it was political, I would be on it. Just, I just speak the truth. But in his situation, when he's trying to get his opinion out, he has really been thrown under the bus. He says, I will not share my personal recommendation with you. But I will share my personal view, which shapes my personal recommendation. <laughs> yeah, no, he's he, he was a wordsmith. Oh my gosh! And proceeded to say, "Yes, I told him. Yep, I told him to leave people in there. Not only did I tell him, General Scott Miller told him, everybody told him around. And then, by the way, he shook his head in affirmative that he understood every stinking word that we told him about not." taking all the forces out of Afghanistan all at once. So I don't, we, uh, we got a little longer in this break because I just can't wait to hear the Moreno Manifesto, man. <laughs> and I don't say with that with any jest at all. I really, truly am. But I think, folks, this is another step uh, in the um, inevitable Biden resignation theory. And soon, probably maybe even sooner than I expect, because most people think, well, he won't make it through the first term. Uh, which is four years from now. I don't know, uh, Alan. I, I believe that they cannot afford it. Will it will hinge on how big or how small the infrastructure bill is. If it is past the whole thing, uh, even then, I think he leaves like a like a runs like a scalded dog to get out of this uh, the eye of the hurricane uh, because he'll say, "I've done. I've righted the ship. I've, I've stopped COVID. I got us out of Afghanistan." I got a bunch of phony money out there in the economy, a mission accomplished. By the way, here's uh, I've got an indictment of my son coming down to the <laughs> FBI, so I'm uh, taking the last train to Clarksville here, jumping on the Marrakesh Express and getting out of Dodge. Uh, but I think it could happen even sooner than that because we see the left and the media turning on him now just like they always do, folks, because once they're done with common sense conservative thought, which is their sworn enemy, coming at them, what's really good for all Americans, that kind of ideology that you can be here and become anything you want if you just work hard and play by the rules. That ideology, once they once they got that destroyed, that evilness destroyed, then they always turn on their own because, trust me, there's a class structure in Marxism and wokeism 
And when the elite get through ravaging scorched earth policy of all democracy and liberties all done, then they have only themselves because they're not going to share power. The lust for power is so strong, it's unquenchable. And what you're seeing is this now. They're done with Joe Biden very shortly, and they will throw him away like yesterday's newspaper. There's no use for now. Throw him like yesterday's BuzzFeed. <laughs> there you go. They'll yeah, delete them. They'll I, delete them like yesterday. I, 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 yesterday's don't, I, I don't know. I, I, I have an opposing well, view. Well, you'll but save that because I want to come back. I will. And, and I will. No, we're going to take a break right now because we've got to pay some bills. This is yeah, a station, yeah, yeah. man. We've got to pay some bills for you. So we'll come back and we'll hear um, uh, uh, Guillermo's rebut to that. You can say but, rebut. Yeah, yeah, okay. legal. Rebut. <laughs> rebut to my uh, position there. And then we'll hear his uh, Marino Manifesto, which we're all waiting breathlessly for. This is Alan Autry. This is Alan Autry. No retreat. This is KXEX 1550 Radio. It's talking town. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Alan Autry Show on the best talk in town. Talk Radio 1550 KXEX. Call Alan now. 559-899-1550. Hey, and welcome back to the show. <laughs> well, you guys on radio didn't have to see that. I was doing my best Tom Jones. People are going, who the heck is Tom Jones? Well, that's who's singing right there, man. He still gets me going, man. The best act in Vegas. Never saw him. Well, after Elvis. Elvis and uh, and Tom Jones, my goodness. It's not unusual. It's, uh, anyway. If that didn't get your fire burning, then your wood's wet. That's right. Okay, uh, let me – we were talking off break here about Michigan State football. We tangent. Uh, I mean, this uh, ADD that Marino has, I just go along <laughs> on the ride with him. He changes, and I just tag along. I jump into the car with him. We'll go here and there. It's right. I get whiplash when we go back over here. But it's great. It's a fun ride, better than anything at Disney. Yeah, that, that's true. So your Michigan State Spartans, Michigan State, he loves Fresno State football, but Michigan State, your alma mater, they're 3-0 and this year. Michigan's 3-0. and So finally, the Michigan-Michigan State game is going to mean something. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, it, it hasn't meant anything for a long time, Let, Guillermo, let me tell and you. And it's been Michigan State's fault. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, you know, yeah, they, listen, rivalry games are so fun. And when you're in – and I remember I went to all, all the games where we played at University of Michigan. That game week, I mean, you don't – if you're caught wearing gold and blue, which is the colors of University of Michigan, boy, you were going to get heckled. You were going to get hazed. They had to separate. It's like the Bloods and the Crips. Oh, it, the red and the blue, man. You, you, you don't use the red. We, we segregated on those game days. It was University of Michigan on that side of the stadium, and this – there was a poor guy. And you know football stadiums, when you go to the restroom, there's like 50 people in there, and it's all, anyhow. One guy didn't get the memo, and it's a sea of of, of green and white, which is Michigan State Spartans. He was wearing blue. He was there for University of Michigan. He didn't get the memo. Listen, buddy, you don't use this restroom on game day. You go use that one. Segregation's oh, in place. It, yeah, oh, you better well bet. You got Jim Crow stuff going yeah. on there. Now, <laughs> Now, obviously, you just Michigan, hold it. You you need that poor guy didn't go to the uh, restroom. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Apparently, the Michigan State uh, faculty and students and Michigan didn't get the memo that yeah. it's 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 like you know everything's neutral. You don't have titles anymore. There should be fan neutrality. <laughs> no, there should. You don't like gender neutrality. Be. You'd have to have fan. You don't. You just sit there <laughs> silent. Eighty thousand people. You can't get. You know. Oh, that's. that's Hey, listen. Okay, we tangent off. I went All for a right, ride with go, you. We well, brought that up in the break, folks. Okay, uh, that's why I love being around this guy. He, he he stimulates my mind here. Okay, you are going to rebut my Biden. 
Yeah, so, so, theory, and and then we're going to go into the manifesto in the time yeah. we have. Left. So, so the question is, when is Joe Biden going to get the, the exit door? When are they going to kick him out? When is Kamala Harris, one of the Democrats, going to kick him out? And in the beginning, when Joe Biden got elected, I honestly thought, oh, he's he's not going to make it to the midterms. They're going to do quick one year, two year, and and out. They're going to get Kamala in there. They're going to make sure that the transition happens during this period, so Kamala can get two free years, get elected for another eight. She could have a, mm-hmm. I mean. 10 years. I'm tracking so far. Right. Go ahead. And then I get Kamala- a feeling I'm going to deviate, but go ahead. I'm tracking and, so far. And Great. then Kamala Harris just tanks. She hasn't been able to do anything. They, they, she didn't want to handle the border. She doesn't want to she handle. She pitched to fit. She pitched. You, you, and went off to, where was it, Guatemala? Uh, yes. She, to get the root causes. Get the root causes. Yeah. She's still, don't say, don't she's, <laughs> she's still digging. <laughs> Can you imagine that conversation? Mr. President, Joe, you want me to go where in this dress? Oh, yeah. yeah. In this dress, you want me to go to Del Rio, Texas, <laughs> and walk? <laughs> go she, ahead. So go look, ahead. She, she, Kamala Harris has managed <laughs> to become more unpopular than Joe Biden. Now, the polls don't say that. Well, well there was uh, no. 40, uh-huh. Is she eating she, she, she him out? She is 49% approval rating, which is unfathomable most vice presidents are she's at 49 now she's at 49 i think in a harris poll he's at 34 now but wait a minute 49 you got 49 percent, and you haven't even been in a public eye that much and you're at 40 you're not above 50 percent that means less than 50 percent of the people go ahead (laughs) keep going i don't want to here's here's kamala harris's problem so so not only is she not as well now she's a little bit more popular than joe but her inability to deliver she there there have been a lot of smart liberals a lot of smart democrats obama was smart he could sit there he could deliver a speech he could deliver a rebuttal he could think he can process things through kamala harris i i don't know how to put it nicely she's not ready for prime you're not going to put in she's very unlikable for some reason she's very unlikable she's i don't get it democrats they're they're smart. They can answer questions. She can answer questions. But she- wasn't that evident in the primary when during the president's run when she had that one moment, uh, President uh, Joe Biden, yeah, I was yeah. one of those girls that was on the buses. It shot up because she had a good prepared line and it worked. Then after that, she was just, you know, her, her which, which ratings go- just went completely down. Which goes just to my point. Joe Biden is going to serve out all four years because they, they know she was this bad. They knew they weren't going to need her. Literally, they weren't going to put her unless something happened with his health. Joe Biden's staying in because they cannot pass off the torch to Kamala Harris. She's not ready. She wasn't even ready to be vice president. Do you think she's going to be ready to be president? She's going to tank. They're going to lose the executive branch no matter what. Here's the next question. Here's logical. Okay. She moves up, right? Joe Biden says, hey, I'm resigning as president. Right. She moves up. Who moves into the vice presidency? Oh, they will do a full court recruitment effort that would make but, the Michigan State recruiting <laughs> staff look like amateurs. They will go after Joe Manchin so hard and so heavy because they will see him but, as the counterbalance, being able to be bipartisan. Now, I think Joe would be an absolute, I don't know, moron to take it. But they will go and try to get a more mainstream male counterpart. I, that That's just to being coldly analytical about it. Taking, see, I'm able to do that. Yeah. I'm able to remove myself. I mean, I have to work it. I have to, you know, work on it, think on it, pray on it, and just take a step back. Okay, take all of my predispositions, my notions, my assumptions, all of this world vision I have, and just look at this from a politically, uh, from a political analytical 
perspective. And I think that that's, that's why Joe will have to go because looming, first of all, you've got this, that's why I call it bombshell. Yeah. This, this thing, this testimony by these generals proves that what we knew before that he is not just lying. He's a, help me with the word, compulsive, inveterate, intrinsic liar. This is the same guy, and they're going to jump on it like starving dogs in a meat yeah, house, yeah. both the right and the left. When he went back and plagiarized an entire speech when he was running for president last time, he has lied over and over and over again. And I think even in the most cynical world, which we live in, which says, you know, what he worked up, Autry, Marino, they all lie. Yeah, we get it. But I think lying in a preponderance of a fashion and the accumulation over time still can become detestable to even the far, not the far left, but the left, the, the strong liberals and the right to where you say, you know, this is even making me feel nauseous. I can't support that anymore because I can't believe a word that this individual is saying, even if they're talking about good things they're going to give to me. I mean, here's a guy who said the other day, I am going to make sure that those border patrol agents on horseback pay for what they did. Now he was judge, jury, and executioner. Even Leandro Mayorkas came on and went, whoa, yeah, yeah. Mary, you saw it, said, hold on now. There's a, these mounted police are very, I just think the accumulation, and I think the backbreaker is going to be, because the media, and you know this, you've talked about this, the media has been holding back this Hunter Biden story. The FBI. The deep state, if you will, have been yeah, holding yeah. back this story. And this Durham guy who came out and, and just indicted one of these uh, co-conspirators with uh, Hillary Clinton on the dossier thing, that is kind of the, the drip that's starting to happen here. And it will go over to this Biden thing that they they have enough emails there, uh, enough emails in this laptop, which was just confirmed by an, uh, an independent source as legitimate. It is his last laptop. It's not Russian disinformation. That's a killer because in those emails, it clearly states that Hunter Biden was collecting money from overseas interests in the tens of millions of dollars, not only for himself, but quote, the big guy. And when they put him under oath and it's going to come with the president, because that's going to happen. The president is going to be called under oath like Bill Clinton. And then the, the Republicans are going to have enough ammo to say, we're not doing tiff or tat here. You've seen the information. We have to start impeachment. And when that happens, he will resign. He will resign. And that's going to happen before the midterms. I believe it. it's going to happen Listen, very quickly. You, you've made a believer out of me that he won't serve four years then. Fine. I don't think it's going to happen before the midterms. I think they're going to ride with him for the midterms. If if it's as disastrous as they say, they'll ditch him. They'll, they'll ditch him after do the midterms. You, do you think that the case, even if he can't get this reconciliation bill and this infrastructure bill through? Ooh, you're, you're putting me in a tough spot. Yeah, that, think about it. No, I, I'm I'm generally yeah. with you, but then I think about these political realities because I am thinking taking everything off emotion, just looking at it from putting myself in their shoes. You, you put yourself in there, and they're sitting going, how do we get through this thing? This guy is, is, is 33%, and he hasn't even served a year. Oh, my God. Don't remind me. You're right. It hasn't been a year. It hasn't been a year, Jose. And you've gotten this <laughs> thing with the generals. I mean, what what political rabbit 
Is Joe Biden, Biden going to pull out of his head? Now, I'll grant you, if it he learned his stripes. He learned from Obama. If you watch him, when he gives a speech, he tries to act like Obama, mm-hmm. whisper like Obama. But Obama could say the most absurd, irrational things and make you make them sound plausible. Yeah, that's true. He, he just had what they called abundance of charisma, and people just voted for it. They didn't think about the ramifications and the consequences of the policies he was describing. They said, I like this guy. He makes me feel good. And you're thinking, did you just listen to what he said? Yeah. And they go, no, he's just pretty. <laughs> he's just pretty, and he sounds good. <laughs> Talk some more, Brock. Talk some more, can I hear? Yeah, ear music. Talk some more to me about that stuff, about the terrorists and stuff. They ain't that bad. I didn't think terrorists were that bad to begin with. And you just, you just, all right. You know what I'm saying is I, I, he doesn't have that. How does he survive? Yeah. How does he come back? You send Kamala out there. And then you made a good point though. I'm just fine. It is, uh, I don't, I think you're absolutely right. I don't think in the political calculation that the left, the powers that be, including Barack Obama, the woke left realized how incompetent and bad Kamala Harris was. Yeah. I think that was a miscalculation. And now they're stuck with the worst of, you know, who, who and I think, well, the, we got to get somebody in here to get the public trust. Who do exactly. we get rid of? Get Biden out, get Kamala in, bring a centrist Democrat yep. uh, in there. And I just feel that's their, that's what they're thinking. And, uh, and you know, they got Operation Veritas. We got to get our operation gear. We got to get some cameras in there inside the, you got some contacts in Washington. We can get a little bug into the office, right? There you go. A little there camera, you. take them out to lunch over there. Wash. I tell you, when I was mayor and had some meetings out in Washington, D.C. and Sacramento, if I would have recorded those things, the stuff that was said to me, oh my goodness, Gary. I mean, they, they actually here in San Joaquin Valley, there's an ideology that wants to completely destroy the economy of Central California and turn it into a wildlife refuge. Mm, I believe it. That was said to me. See, I don't drink anymore. Because if I took, I'm 34 years. If I took a drink, we'd be in Vegas right now. <laughs> Gerald, can I, can I broadcast from, from the Karis Casino there? And uh, But I didn't drink, but you get a couple of pops. Yeah, yeah. You get a couple of pops in one of these senators, and they start saying what's really on their mind, what's really the truth. And um, mm. it, it's it's amazing. You were pointing. Do we have a caller? Yeah, it looks like. Uh, oh, we got Eric Rosales coming oh, with a manifesto. Um uh, yeah, I, I would, yeah. Let's get to Eric here. He's live from Washington D.C. Eric, are you there? Hey, how you doing there, Alan? How you doing, guys? Uh, you better. Things, things are changing here on Capitol Hill by the minute. <laughs> I bet Man, you. Man, I tell you. Yeah, fill us in on the salient points there. What's you got that big infrastructure bill coming and the big testimony uh, of the generals? Tell us what pops out there. You're right there on. Uh, you got a front row seat to it, brother. What's going on? Got a front row seat to history in the making, I tell you. Well, what's happening right now has to do with the debt ceiling. As we know, the government's going to run out of money by midnight on Thursday. So right now, Democrats are trying to fund the government, but they've attached it, the debt ceiling. I mean, they've attached the uh, the CR to raising the debt ceiling to the continuing resolution, which is, which is a CR. The CR basically would fund the government till December 2nd of this year. But they've also attached raising the debt ceiling. That's in order for us to be able to pay our bills on time. Republicans have repeatedly said that they are not going to vote, and they want these uh, two bills separate. Both Democrats, uh, Democrats, they want Republicans to join them in this bipartisan vote in order to (laughs) suspend the debt limit. I bet they they want to share the blame, right? 
They, they want, they want to share the blame. <laughs> but Republicans say that Democrats are the ones who are in control of both chambers of Congress, the okay. White House. And because they want to spend trillions of dollars, Republicans say that Democrats are the ones that have, have the obligation in order to raise the debt limit. Now, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi has just recently, within the last half hour, has now separated the CR and the debt limit extension into two separate bills. So this is a big win for Republicans. A standalone CR bill could happen either tonight or tomorrow. Now, if it passes, it would fund the government until December 2nd. Oh, they'll do that, no doubt. They'll do that. Right. More than likely, that's going to happen. Also announced that she hopes to have it alone debt seeking vote by day. Meanwhile, over in the Senate, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer announced Tuesday that later on in the afternoon, he's going to ask for unanimous consent for the Senate to hold a vote to increase the debt limit with a majority threshold of only 50 votes. Now, in order for him to be able to do that, it's more than likely that's not going to pass. So the only other option would be to move the debt ceiling, which is kind of on its own now, to move that over to the $3.5 trillion budget resolution, which only needs 50 votes because it's... it's uh, That's it's reconcilia- reconciliation, right? The rec- Correct. That's the reconciliation bill. That's the human infrastructure which is- bill. That's the one that's going to have free child care. That's going to have free daycare. Oh. So the big news right now is more than likely... That's going to be the only option for Senate Republicans that they're going to move this raising of the debt ceiling over to the recreation bill. They're going to be and then they're, and they're not going to get the, to pass it on their own. And they won't get those votes to, to do that. Do you think? Well, I mean, do you think? Do well, you think, do you think Joe a, Manchin and and Kristen Cinema are going to even go for that? Uh, no, the, that debt Joe Manchin and Kristen Cinema have already said that they do that. They think that three point five trillion is too high. Way They're too thinking high. more yes, of another trillion dollars, <laughs> maybe a trillion to a trillion and a half less. Maybe you know, around we throw, we one, throw around one we, to one point five Eric, trillion. Eric, we throw around trillions like we used to talk about billions and this. What, what, exactly. By the way, by I mean, the way, what is what is not, the debt ceiling? <laughs> what is the debt right now? Not the ceiling, but what's what's the debt we have right now? Do you know? The twenty eight. Well, the debt right now. If they ended up raising, if they ended up raising the debt limit, it would it would end up we would be paying over probably forty trillion dollars by the year twenty thirty, and our interest alone would be around a trillion dollars a year. Can you imagine that? Ah, oh, chump change. I mean, this that's, 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 that's chump change. Of those children, guys, <laughs> children are going to continuously be paying for this thing. Do the people understand, too, in this reconciliation bill, Eric? Because I was looking at it. Jose, can you put that graphic uh, on what's in the bill? I, I sent you if you're able to get it. But you got the, I hope people understand. You know, this job, they're building as a job creator, this and that. 85,000 IRS agents are going to be hired to hound taxpayers. Now, yeah, but my point, are you people listening right now? Do you think you're going to get one of those jobs? As an IRS agent, no. you're not going to get that. And I plus, think, all the money, the, they're thing, a, I, the money they're going to get is going to go to pay for the IRS agents and their health care. Right. The only thing, the only thing you're going to be getting is an audit yeah. when you do your taxes. <laughs> because guess what? With 35, with with that many more tax agents, <laughs> yeah. they're going to be looking for money. Yeah. And they're going to be looking for it from your taxes. 
your viewers' taxes and your listeners' taxes, yeah. they're going to be looking directly at that. Right. And that's where they're going to be able to find and, the money. And, Eric, and then they're going to fine you. Yeah. And you're not going to be able to pay. Exactly. Eric, on the on the screen right now, you can't see it, but we have uh, just a few of the things that's, that are in the bill. The bill back better bill uh, for <laughs> Four billion dollars for distance learning. My goodness, yes. Let's keep kids and at people home. at home and, and and just work on their mental health at home. But you got twelve billion for electric cars. But what they're not saying in there is it's twelve billion for electric cars for government employees. Correct. Government, it's going to be government employees. And you're not going to get electric car. People, why well, might get electric car <laughs> out of this thing, Alan? Why you support the only thing, that? Is the only it a lot? You're going to get is higher taxes. Yeah. They got and this it's, big it's called socialism. Yeah. yeah. Well, here, here's what they're going to be this big giant car lot in the middle of America, probably in Nebraska, don't you think? Probably, yeah. And they're going to park $12 billion. It's going to be like a big yard sale there. And every, you know, all Americans can come in and buy their little, you know, get their free electric car. No, it's going to government employees. You're not going to see any of that. And right there, you're already up to hundreds of billions of dollars. And then they throw in things like, uh, uh, oh, yeah, the, the enhanced enforcement against tax evasion, paid family and medical leave. That sounds good. You know, that's what they said, Guillermo and Eric, socialism and big spending, big government, and even communism sounds really good. No accountability, cradle to grave, you're taken care of. That sounds good. That's the problem in fighting this. Sounds good. Except when you put it in against reality, you start implementing into reality, and you see it does not work, and it causes more problems and doesn't even address the problems you said you were addressing. It just exacerbates it. You have more unemployment, more uh, of, of crime more uh you know just quality of life falling down and, well eric i tell you i really appreciate you uh you giving this uh, let me ask you to, to venture out on a limb real quick because we're running out of time sure do you think uh especially this reconciliation bill do you think they will get to a number that they will get enough republicans to to, to vote for this or do they see biden as really wounded and they don't want to give him a victory because the 2022, I, I don't think I don't think it's an I don't think it's necessarily that they see Biden and and not want to give him a victory. I think that they just don't want to put this taxation on the backs of the American people. When you start talking about 3.5 trillion dollars and what it's going to, nothing is free. I mean, because you know the Biden administration is talking about free community college, expanded child tax credits, universal preschool for any U.S. citizen, but all this is going to cost money, and it's going to cost money on the backs of our children's children. Yeah, They're yeah. not going to be able to buy a house. They're not going to be able to buy a car. We see what's happening right now with lumber prices right. if you want to do any sort of renovation on your house right now. And this is we're only going to continue to see this inflation continue to go up if, if this thing passes. And as of right now, Republicans do not support it. They're going to stand strong. And uh, they tell me that uh, I just spoke with Senator Thune, uh, the minority whip, and he tells me that there is absolutely no way that he is going to whip any of his uh, Republicans to vote for this thing. And as a matter of fact, I mean, because it is socialism. I mean, we're talking about trying well, to be able to – the Biden administration wants to try and have the in your life birth, way to death, mm -hmm. and everywhere in between. Yeah. And people don't realize that that takes money, yeah. and that's going to take money with with 
That's why they want to be able to have all these extra IRS agents to be able to go after your taxes and go over them with a fine-tooth comb. And if they find anything, then they're going to red flag it, and then you're going to be audited. Yeah, yeah. and then, then it's just going to be money to pay for the bureaucracy because you've inflated the bureaucracy. Correct. Nothing's going to be passed on to the average citizen. So when does raising taxes to pay for something cost nothing? And that's where you get into Biden being lying again, just ball-faced lying, telling the people this is going to cost nothing. So what you're saying, I, I, I kind of go ahead. We got about a minute. Him telling people, him telling people that this is going to co- that this is only going to cost people making over four hundred thousand dollars is a lie, mm. a dead lie. Yeah. This is going to hit middle income, low income, poverty stricken people. They're gonna, they're gonna, you're us, Guillermo. Gonna yeah, it's gonna hit us, <laughs> Eric. Eric, hold on, Eric, Eric, you're you're on the ground there in D.C. How how do we how do we explain that? Because you know the left likes to say, oh no, this is only for that top one percent, those yeah. high income earners, and then everyone's like, oh yeah, well I don't have four hundred thousand. Me and my me and my wife don't have. I guess it's okay. They got money, and and I always say no, it's going to hit lower. How can we prove it's going to actually hit those that make less than four hundred thousand or whatever number they got, have? All you got to do is look at the budget office report. The budget office report came back, and they said that it's going to hit anyone making any sort of money that you're going to end up getting less in paycheck because mm. you're going to end up paying more in taxes. Well, also, Eric. It's it, it spelled out there in, in black and white. Uh, if, if, if you want, I can, I can even uh, send, your, send to you guys uh, uh, the budget reconciliation oh, office, and, and they, they've been going through all the fine-tooth numbers. Please do that. Yeah, I appreciate that. But you know, another, let me take a little stab at this as well to kind of illustrate that. Uh, $400,000 is a small business. Say you run a business, you're making $400,000. Uh, you're probably going to have two, three employees with that. That's not a lot of money, but that's a, that's a small business. Well, you get, no, you get taxed on top of all the other things here in California you have to tax. At the end of the day, you have to cut jobs. You've got to lose Correct. that one you're of those jobs go. So that's how it affects a lot of people is you lose jobs because people talk about spreading the wealth. What they don't talk about a lot is the creation of wealth. Most, mm. most of those, that wealth has to be created somewhere. And if you don't have wealth to spread, you're not helping anybody. And out here, let me use a, a, an agricultural analogy. If you've got a garden and you, you have this beautiful garden, but all you do is pick, you never plant. You just pick and pick and pick and pick. You never water it. And the analogy being that garden is your businesses, the, the, the tax-paying community in, in, your, in your country. And you pick and pick and pick, and you never plant. Eventually, you're going to pick that garden clean, and you have no wealth being created. That's what happens in socialist country. Venezuela, they're, they're sitting on some of the richest oil reserves mm, in the world, mm. yet you have people breaking into stores to get food to feed their families. Because they don't have a private sector, free enterprise system of businesses that created 10 jobs here, three jobs here, 100 jobs here. That's what free enterprise does. When you centralize government, they become the big employee, and you have nobody planting the garden. You have nobody well, we providing saw that the goods. Right now with and it's a simple, people it's a, can't even find enough qualified people to fill these jobs that are taking place right now. No, they just came across the border. We're getting they, more money on unemployment than they were if they were working. <laughs> Oh, we got a lot of workers that just crossed the border, man. That's what. See, that's where big business has to be blamed here. All they're seeing, it's like that comedian when he doesn't want applause. He said, "Don't applause." On the other hand, he's waving and keep applauding. (laughs) 
They're going, oh, don't let those migrants in the border. <laughs> Big business is going, oh, bring them over. <laughs> That's some cheap labor there, brother. That's so true. Guillermo Moreno, Dad, Gumma. Eric, thank you so much, my Eric, brother. Thank you. Guillermo, thank we you. didn't get to here. Please tell me you'll come back and go over your manifesto. We got. Uh, I will, will do. Anytime. God bless. Love you. God bless your family. And we'll see you tomorrow. Bye bye now. Keep smiling.